Hey there, Agility friend. If you've listened to a few of my podcast episodes, you know that I'm a huge fan of something called growth mindset. You can have access to the best instruction in the world, and you can have the best dog in the world and the best skills in the world. But if you don't have a solid mindset and approach to the challenges that sport and life are going to toss your way, you're not going to be able to really make the most of all of those bests that you have, you know, best instruction, best dog, best skills, all that stuff. I'm so passionate about the importance of our mindset when it comes to dog agility and really everything in life that I've written an ebook about growth versus fixed mindset, what the hallmarks of those two mindsets are, and how one can really propel you along your agility journey, and one may really be holding you back, maybe without you even being aware of it. That ebook is not for sale anywhere, but it is available for free to subscribers of my email list. So if you're curious about what a growth mindset is, what a fixed mindset is, and how to ensure that you've got the right mindset for making the most of your dog agility training and handling journey, head to podcast.theagilitychallenge.com and scroll down till you see the link to subscribe to my email list and get that ebook. It's totally free and it's a game changer. Check it out today at podcast.theagilitychallenge.com. There are a lot of ways that we might set out to learn a new skill or to improve on our existing skills. But what's the best way to learn a new skill? In his book, The Little Book of Talent, author Daniel Coyle came up with 52 tips for improving your quote-unquote talent, and he came up with them after extensive study of what he calls talent hotbeds. Now, talent hotbeds are training schools, um, sporting and music academies, military groups who are developing highly talented individuals and teams. He wanted to identify what those talent hotbeds all had in common, and out of his travels and studies, his book, The Talent Code, as well as The Little Book of Talent, which I've been referencing in my Agility Challenge Tips, was born. But back to the best way to learn a new skill. Coyle noticed that many of the talent hotbeds he studied use what he calls the engraving approach or the engraving method. These people watched a skill being performed over and over, closely, and with a high level of intensity until they built a high-definition mental blueprint. One example of the engraving method at work is something called the Suzuki method for learning music. So every day, in addition to music lessons, Suzuki students listen to a preset menu of songs, starting with Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, and then moving on to more complex tunes. Listening to these songs being performed well over and over builds a detailed mental map of how the song should sound in the listener's mind. And then from this map, the listener-student can then more easily determine when their own performances have deviated from what the song should sound like, determining success or failure for each attempt at playing it. Now, dog agility is a much more visual activity, so it makes sense that rather than listening to melodies over and over again, engraving for dog agility would involve watching a move be executed by a top handler over and over until a mental map can be formed. Now, the key to this method being effective is to watch and listen so closely that you can imagine the feeling of performing that handling move or executing the skill that you're watching. If you're in an online course or an online dog agility training program, watch those demonstration videos intensely until you can imagine yourself doing the moves demonstrated 
until you can really feel it. Agility is also a physical activity. So project yourself inside the body of the performer that you're intensely watching. Be aware of the movements of that handler and of the rhythm between the handler and dog if you're watching them do a course or a sequence together. Agility is all kinds of activities because it's also a mental activity. So project yourself inside the mind of the performer that you're intensely watching. Chess players do this by replaying classic games move by move, and public speakers do this by re-giving great speeches. You can do this too by setting up a course or a sequence that a top performer has handled their dog through and then run the course the way that top handler or top performer handled it, or at least try. And it's easier and easier to do it these days because lots and lots of people are constantly posting course maps. So you can go to a judge's Facebook page and look at the course map from a big competition. And then you can use that to set it up in your own training space. And then you can find out who was at that competition based on what country or state it was in. And then you can go to some Facebook pages for people who you know are at that competition and watch videos of them attempting the course or winning the course or what have you. But what you want to do is try to feel why the handler made the decisions that they did with regard to their handling strategy. Even if you only do this during a walkthrough and then ultimately decide to handle the course differently, you'll gain insight into that top performer's mind by trying to recreate their handling choices. One of the best things about spending time each day engraving a skill on your brain is that it doesn't require that you have access to equipment or a training field or even a dog to effectively engage in this practice. You might not have access to training due to weather, location, dog injury, maybe you're injured, but if you have a few minutes available, you can watch videos of top performers, whether it's on a course or in a demonstration or training video, and really work to put yourself in their shoes, imagining yourself going through the same motions and for the same reasons. This is a little bit different from my last tip, where I talked about staring at who you want to become, because you're not just staring at videos of top performers for inspiration, like I talked about in my last tip. In this case, you're picking a specific skill and looking for well-executed examples of that particular skill so that you can watch them over and over with an eye toward making a well-developed mental map of that particular skill. So if you have a particular skill that you'd like to improve on, head on out to the internet or Facebook or social media or TikTok or what have you and find examples of that skill being demonstrated in some way by a top performer. Then watch it and watch it again over and over until you can vividly picture that skill being performed well by you. That's it for this week's Agility Challenge Talent Tip. I'd love to hear from you guys in the comments below. Let me know your thoughts on this particular challenge tip, and I will see you next week. Thanks for joining me on the Agility Challenge podcast with Daisy Peel. If you'd like to take your agility training, handling, and mental game to the next level, check out that ebook that I mentioned at the top of the episode. You can get it for free at podcast.theagilitychallenge.com. It's not for sale anywhere, and it's only available to subscribers of my email list. Getting on board with the right mindset when it comes to your dog agility handling and training challenges is a game changer. So make sure you check it out.